Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate Interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Joy Cardine, and I'd like to introduce David Blaska, running for Madison Metropolitan School Board, Seat 4. And as we begin, I'd like to give you an opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experience that you have which qualifies you for this office and why you are running for Madison Metropolitan School Board. Well, I did go to school, Joy, so uh, I think that qualifies me. I did go on to college at uh, UW Oshkosh, um, uh, came off the farm in Sun Prairie, and I've lived in Madison since 1991. Uh, and I served on the Dane County Board uh, for 12 years, very privileged to have that opportunity. So I know my way around a budget. Uh, I'm running because no one else is saying what David Blask is saying, uh, Joy, and that is we have to have discipline in our schools. It's really it's job number one. You can't learn, you can't write a proper English sentence, uh, you know, find the hypotenuse of a triangle or lay a decent bead of welding uh, or shoot a three-point basket without discipline, stick-to-itiveness. Uh, and frankly, our schools are in chaos. When you go and have, when you have people afraid, literally, Joy, afraid to go to a Madison School Board meeting, when they are disrupted, when they are when speakers are shouted down, when the school board, as they did on October 29th at the annual budget meeting, flee, fled into the night uh, because they were overtaken. When you can't keep order in a school board meeting, imagine the chaos in the classroom. And I've had so many parents say, I'm not ever going back to a school board meeting. You ought to be able to go in this democracy and say your piece, but not disrupt other people. We've had teachers, uh, Karen Veith, for instance, 14-year uh, veteran, award-winning teacher at, uh, at Madison Sherman Middle School, just gave up and, and discussed at, at broken windows, at the, at the foul language, at the disobedience, and she left the teaching profession. And, uh, and then after she did, she was criticized uh, by the administration, by the school superintendent, by the president of the school board, the vice president, for criticizing uh, the principal who happened to be uh, of color, uh, even though Karen Veith, for instance, never mentioned the race. So my motto here, Joy, has been that if we can get safer schools, uh, we'll have a safer community. The achievement gap between white students and students of color is a chronic problem that MMSD has struggled with for a long time. What of the superintendent's priorities for narrowing the gap do you support, and what do you believe should be the board's priorities? Well, again, discipline should be the priority. You know, we've had a behavior education plan uh, for the last five years. Uh, it's 82 pages. It's, it's got, uh, it's more legalistic, I think, than the criminal code. Um, they're, they're working on it again. They're trying to redraft it. But what that has done is taken control of the classroom away from the teachers. Uh, teachers should control the classroom. Uh, instead, it's transferred authority uh, to the Doyle Administration Building. And teachers have lost control of their classrooms. Principals have lost control of the cafeterias. There was a fight just, you know, we're recording this here in late uh, January, but there was a fight just yesterday uh, that wound up uh, a student having to need stitches. You know, we're having shootings. Uh, we're having, uh, in the neighborhood, school buses being shot up. And who's getting hurt by that? It's mainly as the uh, young kids of color. There is a gap. Uh, it, the fact of the matter is, though, and that gap persists. 
it starts with discipline. When you have a disciplined classroom, then I think learning can happen, not only just for the kids that are, that are traumatized, many of them, but also for everyone else in that classroom. A personalized pathways program is being implemented and promoted in the MMSD as one way to open educational opportunities for students of color and to help close the achievement gap. What do you see as the strengths and weaknesses of the program as it's currently structured? Well, I, I think it's a good idea, uh, but again, you can have all the, all the programs you want, but if you're second-guessing the, the teachers, and, you know, I've said, you know, people have said, is this your only issue, David? It is the major issue. The disciplinary issue is major. Uh, you can, and you have to get to these kids. I've talked uh, and I've listened to uh, Judge Everett Mitchell talking about many of the, the kids, especially of color, uh, are traumatized by uh, just a bad environment in the home, uh, neglectful parents perhaps. So uh, to tell people, and, and Madison is so forthcoming with, with programs with goodwill, uh, that's why it bothers me. And some of my opponents, for instance, are saying cops out of the schools um, as, if, as if the teachers and the police and the community are racist. They're not. And to, to continue to go on, on charges of racism, I think, masks the real problem. We're here to help kids, but I think the, for everyone from the mayor on down, all of Madison should be saying, we're here to help, but you have to carry the load. We can't make you a success. We'll help you make, become a success, but you have to do it. The tools are there. Staff use of racial slurs has recently emerged as a significant personnel issue in the Madison schools. How should this issue be addressed throughout the district? Well, I think there have been you know, some substitute teachers, and I think we've had four instances, I believe the number is. Uh, and obviously, uh, that can't be tolerated, and it's not being tolerated. Those people aren't coming back to teach in Madison anymore. But you know, I guess this just feeds into the whole uh, uh, Madison schools are racist, and you've got candidates who, who are running on that uh, platform. And it's, I spoke to the uh, teachers' union a week ago before our taping here, and... Uh, I said, you know, if, if, I said, are you guys racists or not? And I don't believe that they are. And using, I think, you know, we've, we've uh, you know, we have the school to prison pipeline scenario there. Uh, I, I've talked to enough teachers that say they love those, they're called now school resource officers, three black men, one Hispanic woman, she said, East High School. They love them. The teachers, and those SROs and, and the other people in school might be the only responsible adults that many of those kids ever see in a day. So I, I reject, so I understand the question, but again, it's the implication that you've got two or three or four, uh, and that, that somehow is evidence or it, that it evinces uh, systemic racism in Madison schools that is more destructive than, uh, than almost anything you could, you could say. School safety is a hot-button issue across the country. How do you look at the issue of school safety, and what is the board's role in addressing it? Well, again, I mean, if the school board can't even keep uh, order on its own, uh, on its own meetings, um, you know, I, and we had, uh, this is sort of how I became involved in that issue. I, I first became involved in the school's issue, I think, a good uh, 10 years ago with Colleen Cares. Uh, when he was president of the Urban League, he proposed... Uh, Madison Preparatory Academy, and it would have been a small uh, charter school within the school district, uh, but not instrumentality, meaning that 
uh, it wouldn't have been unionized, for instance, it would make some of its own rules. And they brought up uh, a similar school from Chicago, young men in, dressed in blazers and slacks, very well spoken after that, to, to kind of lend credence to the, uh, to the proposal. And the, the dean of students said, and he was a black man, he said, I discipline hard, he said, but I love harder. Uh, I, I really believe that we've got to put control of the classroom back uh, to the teachers. And uh, the, you know, I've, I challenge anyone to wade through that behavior education plan and come out sane. What do, I, what do you identify as the biggest budget issues for the school district in 2019? And going forward, how do you propose the board address them? Well, you know, obviously, uh, I think probably uh, you know, they're looking at apparently um, more uh, maintenance. You know, it seems like we always defer maintenance in the district. Uh, I, I say this, when you look at you know, it's canaries in the coal mines, um, Madison parents are voting with their feet. They're leaving the school district. In this current school year, we had 804 children Madison residents living in Madison who took advantage of the state uh, uh, educational opportunity program, uh, open, I, should, I should say the open enrollment pro program, to leave the Madison schools for other nearby surrounding schools. The state pays something like $7,055 per student. That money follows that student to the new school. There alone we've lost $5.67 million. Uh, and that doesn't count how many kids are being enrolled in, uh, in private schools, parochial schools, um, or are just literally moving out of Madison. One parent who was uh, harassed at, at one of the meetings, the school board meetings, her son was a graduate of West High School, but she had other children coming up. She moved out of the district. So uh, I think we've got to restore faith in our school system that the kids will be safe so that when... In Orchard Ridge, where I live... Uh, very nice neighborhood. Mom is taking the little one, five-year-old, to his first day of school in September. Being a little fellow, he reaches down the sidewalk and says, what are these, Mommy? Well, they're shell casings. That's a problem. How do you envision keeping up with multiple constituencies, including students, parents, teachers, administrators, and the taxpayers who are not a part of these groups but to whom you must answer? Well, in fact, I think uh, something like 85% of uh, Madison uh, citizens, voters, don't have kids in the school system. So I, I think, you know, we, that's why you know, I'm trying to draw the relevance of our school district and our system uh, to those, that 85%, by saying that if we have safer schools, we will have a safer community. If we, you know, it's a broken windows theory. If we let these little things keep accumulating here and have chaos in the classroom, it's no wonder that kids are hijacking cars, uh, you know, pushing down uh, ladies who are leaving the late shift uh, on, Odana, on Odana Road from the, uh, trying to make a ends meet by working at a fast food place, pushing her down and kicking her on the ground while they steal her automobile. Uh, we're having, uh, I think, a, a lot of hijackings and car issues here. So I'm trying to tie the two together because they are connected. It's not... The kid isn't going to be a little angel in the school system and then come out. It's, and I don't put it all on the teachers. They can't you know, reform society, but they may very well be the only responsible adults. We need to give them, those teachers back that responsibility. 
What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete the interview? Well, uh, besides both for me, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do think you need uh, my voice on this. I, you know, my one of my opponents, uh, my principal opponent, I believe, Ali Muldrow, is progressive Dane, and she wrote the education platform uh, for progressive Dane. One of that is cast out of schools. The other is. Uh, no more ex, uh, expulsions of students. The other one is if a student is facing disciplinary action, the district should provide an attorney. So I, you know, the message there is kids lawyer up, not kids. Do the right thing. You've got a great opportunity here. We're here to help you. But, you, but a lot of that falls on you. And I, I guess also I would open the door to charters. Uh, there ought to be, uh, it's, it's a shame that they denied clean care his charter. I think because the school district was afraid that it might succeed. I want to thank David Blaska for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of the Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Hey,